0: Now, let me say this. Let me say this. If you, 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 you got your notes, you got your notes. It was not a mistake. All right, it was not a mistake. Usually it's black and white, but today it's in color. Uh, I didn't leave any blanks because I want you to pay attention today. I don't want you to be confused or waiting to see what goes in what blank. I gave it to you so it would stand out, and I need you to pay attention. And all God's people say it. Uh, secondly, secondly, you can, you can relax. This suit doesn't mean you're getting chewed out today. I've been dieting and I finally fit into one with the vest. All right. So just chill, just chill. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, we're going to work through some stuff today. We're going to work through some stuff today. Some controversial stuff, stuff that's not being told in churches today. And it's needed. It's needed. It's needed. And so I need your prayers. Satan has fought this thing all week long uh, in ways I can't even explain. I'm not going to try to explain. Just trust me. Satan don't want you to hear what you're fixing to hear. But we need this. There's going to be people today. There's going to be people today in this auditorium. You're going to think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. There's going to be people today that you're going to think this is right, but I'm not sure about it. And then there's going to be people who think this is the craziest thing you've ever heard. This is so radical. This is so whack. I just can't hardly believe this. Well, the Bible says that we not, we don't need to be conformed, but transformed. And, and, and really this part, this part is, is to, how do we keep from being conformed? But the Lord said, it's going to be beyond that. Because there's some in here that's already conformed. And there's some in the process of being conformed. So, so we need to pray, okay God, wherever I'm at in that process, whatever I need, give it to me. Give it to me. If I need to be transformed completely, if I'm, if I'm conformed to this world, then Lord, change that. If I'm in the process of being tempted there, change that. Lord, if I'm not there, keep me from getting there. Does that make sense, everybody? How many of y'all know I love you? Everybody understand that? Before I go any further, I need you. If you don't, I love you. I love my sheep that God has put me over. And, and listen, nothing I ever say, nothing I ever say is out of malicious, maliciousness or of ill intent. It's always out of love. So, with that being said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye, Transform. how, how, by the, renewing of your mind. by the renewing of your mind. Let's read that together. Let's say that together. Ready? Be not conformed to this, but be ye by. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for your blessings. I thank you for what a sweet spirit we've already felt today. Lord, I thank you that the devil's fighting. That means we're in the right field. Lord, I pray today for your anointing. I pray today for your touch. I pray for the the, 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 the unction of the Holy Spirit. I've got more material than I can use today. But Lord, help me to use what I can. Next week, we'll use the rest. Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. These are not my people. I'm the under-shepherd. You're the shepherd. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help me lead them and guide them, protect them, caution them, correct them love them, because they're yours. And I don't take that lightly. And Lord, I pray that we'll all come to the, to your word. I'm not going to give any of my opinions. I'm going to give your word and help us to receive it as it is the word of God. And God will praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you're here for the very first time, we've been in this couple verses for a while. We learned what the world is. We learned that the world is an evil, wicked force that is at work in this world. The scriptures call it a course, a way of life, a way of thinking, a way of, uh, believing a way of dressing, a way of acting, a way of, 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 uh, conducting oneself in this force, this worldliness, this culture is constantly, it's like gravity. It's constantly weighing down on the child of God. And Paul is warning us and he said, listen, be not conformed. Conform means to fashion alike. It means to be pressed into a mold. In other words, you're always going to have pressure on you. To think like the world, to act like the world, to behave like the world, to believe like the world, to dress like the world. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. Now, I want to I want to tell you how does how does conforming take place? Now, listen, everybody, look at me. Look at me. This is how conforming takes place. Very, very slowly. The devil doesn't just all of a sudden take you from A to point Z. He goes to B and the C and the D and the E and slowly he works yes. and he brings you to a place of modesty to immodesty. He brings you to a place of holiness and godliness to uh, unholiness and unrighteousness, ungodliness. But how does that happen? Now, this wasn't in your notes. These guys don't have most of this, what I'm fixing to tell you, but. I really wanted to focus on how to be transformed and we're going to get there, but I need you to understand how the process of conforming took place in this world. All right. I want to show you a picture and we're going to get a giggle out of this a little bit, but I want to show you a picture. Now, if they'll put that picture up on the screen, this is the history or the evolution of the swimsuit. All right. Now look at that. Now look at that. Look at way up at the top left hand corner. Now, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see that? What's happening? What are people doing right now? Huh? No, 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 no. I'm talking about in here, not up there. What are we doing? We're laughing. We think that's funny. If you was to go to the beach, if you was to go to the public pool, if you was to go to uh, the aquatic center... And somebody showed up like that, you would snicker, you would laugh, you'd make fun of them. Now watch, this is over the years. This is over the years. Now obviously, obviously that's the oldest one, would we agree there? Obviously this over here at the bottom, bottom right is the newest one, the most up to date. What's happening, what's happening from the oldest to the newest? Okay, there's less and less material. Do y'all see that? Did it happen overnight? Did it happen in a year? No, no. Slowly, the devil has undressed our country. Slowly, he has brought us to this place. Why? Public pressure, peer pressure, because if you dress like the top left-hand corner, you're going to get mocked. And so you feel a pressure, you feel a pressure to dress in a certain way according to the custom of this world. So, so this, is, this is conforming taking place. This is conforming taking place. Little by little, the devil takes away from modesty. Little by little, the devil takes away material. The little by little, he reveals more and more and more and more skin. Now, here's, here's the process biblically. In Psalm 1, if we can put Psalm 1 up there, man, God showed me this, and I, I, I almost started crying. Psalm one says this, blessed, and that means happy, by the way, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the Scornful. scornful. Now watch this, watch this. First step to conforming is listening to ungodly counsel. In other words, we listen to what they think we should be, what they think we should do, what they think we should believe, what they think we should wear. That's the first step. We're listening to the influence, the counsel, the advice of the world. And so, after listening to that, we're persuaded and influenced to practice and participate. That's standing in the way of sinners. The word way means a way of life. It means a course. In other words, after listening to the influence, after listening to the advice, after listening to all that the world says you should be, you you should believe, you should think, you should dress like, you start participating. Now watch this. What comes next? First is ungodly counsel. Then a sinful way. And then we sit in the seat of the. What does scornful mean? It means to mock. It means to make fun of. What happens? What happens? Can we go back to that picture? Can we go back to that picture? The devil done it. What happens to that poor couple on the top left? They're being. They're being mocked. If we want to use the Bible word, they're being scorned. If they was to show up at any place, they would be scorned by people who are participating in the way of a sinner who have listened to the ungodly counsel. That's how it happens. This is how conforming takes place. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid all over America and it's increasingly, listen, this pressure has ramped up. Have y'all noticed that? Yes. Yes. This pressure has ramped up. Now, this is how it takes place. This is what we need to do about it. If you have your notes in front of you, if you have your notes in front of you, if you have your notes from last week, you'll know that it's out of order. It's out of order. Last week, last week we put in this order. First we put separation. Then we put saturation. And then we put supplication, right? But if you'll notice the the notes in front of you today, it starts with saturation. Then it moves to supplication. Then it has separation. Now look at me, everybody. This is the reason that is. God told me to change that because he said, if they don't understand and practice saturation, If they don't understand and practice supplication, they're not going to be willing to practice separation because modesty does not start in the closet. Modesty starts in the heart. It's amazing. Out of everything I said last week, the biggest responses in the kickback came from what I said about clothes. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was asked certain questions and I'm going to, I'm going to answer some of them next week because I don't have time to do it this week, but I'm going to go in great detail. But one of them is, okay, what's the, what's the, what's the limit? Okay. Where do we draw the line? Here's the problem with that kind of thinking. If you want me to tell you where the line is, what if God forbid your next preacher is a liberal? And I give you a line, but his line's way over there. Well, maybe that's the left, way over there. What are you going to do then? You see, we need to get our line from the scriptures and from the peace coming from the Holy Ghost. Are y'all with me? Basically, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not going to give you a fish today. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Does everybody understand that? Okay. All right. Now let's, let's go through this. Conform to fashion alike, to conform to the same pattern. Transform a change in the form of being metamorphosis is where we get our word. A change originating from the Inside. inside, inside. You know, Exodus tells us, thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. You know what we get from that? The same thing your grandmama told you. Just because everybody else is doing it. Are y'all with me? All right. Third, third John 11, beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is He that doeth good is of, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. So here's the first, here's the first point. How am I going to transform my mind? How am I going to keep from being conformed to this world? If I'm already conformed to this world, how do I transform it? So I can move from ungodliness to godliness, immodesty to modesty. First, I have to saturate my mind in the scriptures. Look what it says. Psalms 119, 11, thy word have I hid in mine. And when you see that, understand he's not talking about that that blood pumping organ. He's talking about your mind. Thy word have I hid in my heart, my mind. I put God's word. That means memorizing. Why do I want to do that? Why do I want to memorize the word? That I might not sin against thee. Against thee. I don't want to sin against God, so I need to get his word in me. Psalms 37, 31. The law of his God is in his heart. Heart. So what happens? None of his steps shall slide. Isn't that great? Yeah. All right. Colossians 3:16. Let the word of Christ, read it with me. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. richly. That means a bunch of it. Get it in there. Yeah. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Here's the real kicker, guys. This, is, this really stood out to me. Proverbs chapter two. And by the way, if you want some wisdom, you need some wisdom, just focus on Proverbs. Just read one proverb every day. Do it according to the, the day of the month. And it, it, you, got, you got those chapters there. Every single day you can have a chapter in Proverbs. that will change your life. But here's what Proverbs chapter two. These are wisdom verses. My son... If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, we'll call them the scriptures. Say that with me. We'll call them the. If we'll receive them and hide them. You can't hide them unless you receive them. And by the way, receiving them is not just hearing them or reading them, it's believing them. Okay? So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yay? Yeah? If thou criest after knowledge, say that with me. If thou criest after knowledge, knowledge, in other words, you're looking for it. You'll never listen. People will never see truth unless they're looking for it. Don't wait and look for a response to my sermon. Look for truth in it. Okay. Watch this. If thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for his hid treasures, watch this, then, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. So we find the fear of the Lord first and then find the, knowledge of God. the knowledge of God. Then after we find the knowledge of God for the Lord giveth, You say, why does knowledge come before wisdom? Because wisdom is the right use of knowledge. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. You got to get knowledge first. And then God will tell you how to use the knowledge you just got. Are y'all with me? You've got to get the knowledge. God will give you the wisdom to know how to use it. Does that make sense? The Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then, when we begin with the fear of the Lord, we seek after knowledge. We go to the Bible and say, God, what do you want? How do you think? What do you you want me to be? Get that knowledge. Then he'll give you wisdom. Then, when you get that wisdom, then... Shalt thou understand righteousness. What does that mean? Then you'll know where the line is. Then you'll know where the standard is. You won't have to ask the preacher. You won't ever go to the preacher again and say, hey, what do you think about it? or you think this is okay because God done told you it wasn't? Say Amen. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and that means you'll have the ability to make good judgment in the closet. Good judgment with the remote control of the TV. Good judgment on the Internet. Y'all with me? Equity. And you'll know every good path. What does he say in Proverbs 1, 7? What does it say in Proverbs one seven? It all starts with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So here is the here is the process. What do we say? The process of conforming, ungodly counsel, practicing that, walking in the way of sinners, then scorning those who don't. Right here's the process of transforming. It begins. With the fear of the Lord. You see, it doesn't begin in, in the closet and take your list that the preacher gave you of what you can and can't wear. What you can and can't watch. Now he can give you help and I'm going to. But if your heart ain't right. If your heart is not seeking after God. If you don't have a fear of the Lord. There ain't a list written by man can help you. It starts in the heart. So look at the process. It's just you write it in your notes. You don't even have to write anything. It starts with the fear of the Lord. So you fear God. You fear God. And because you fear God, you want to please God. And because of that, you need to know what pleases God. So you go to his word and you look for some knowledge. You look for some knowledge. And as you're digging in the word, because you fear the Lord and you want to please him, you're going to see what in the world pleases him. It's right there in his word. And as you get that knowledge, then the, then the Lord will give you wisdom. He will give you wisdom so that you can make good decisions or what's it in the, what's in the page? I don't even know what I wrote. <laughs> understand righteousness. In other words, then you will understand what's right. It starts with the, fear, fear the Lord, Lord. Then you've got to go get some. Knowledge. Then God will give you. Wisdom. Then you will understand. Righteousness. And righteousness means what's right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then when you understand what's right, you can make good. Judgment. Good judgment. Let me tell you something. Man, man left to himself does not make good judgment. No, it now I was going to save this till next week, but the Holy Spirit wants me to give this illustration today. Okay. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they were naked. And they realized it. Now they have a sin nature. And they needed to do something about it. And so what did they do? They tried to fix it. And the Bible says they made aprons. Aprons. You know what an apron is? An apron is something that goes around the waist that primarily covers the front small portion. But that wasn't good enough. Man's attempt to cover himself, what man thought was modest, God didn't. Fig leaves, you can see through them and there wasn't near enough material. So the Bible says God killed animals and made them coats of skin, coats of skin. I don't know if y'all know what skin is, but it's thick in the coat. The word coat means covering robe. Now, how many of y'all would agree that a covering robe covers more than an apron? Here's my point. What you think is appropriate, you need to check with God. You need to check with him. You need his wisdom. You need his knowledge. So you can make good judgment. So you can know what's right. And the only way you're going to do that is saturate your mind. Because see, your mind has been bombarded year after year after year with the pressure of this world, with the influence of this world, with the ungodly counsel of this world. You work in it, you live in it, it surrounds you because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold and it's there all over. So you have to go to God and say, God, but what do you say? What do you think? So. Transformation begins with, number one, in your notes, number one, obviously you're right to fear the Lord, but in the point, because you fear the Lord, you're going to saturate your mind with the word. Does that make sense? It starts with saturation. Number two, number two, somebody, somebody give me number two. Say it again. What's that another word for? Prayer. 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 Watch how simple this is. Watch how simple this is. Jesus said, I want you to pray like this. This is the manner. This is the outline. I want you to pray. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now watch. This is your pattern for every day. This is how God said that you need to pray. Read it with me and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from. Preacher, how do we, how do we keep from being conformed? Pray about it. Go to God and say, God, lead me not into temptation. Temptation is going to be out there, but God, give me an off ramp of that expressway. God, give me a way of escape. Do you know the Bible says that God will always give you a way of escape. Anytime any temptation comes your way, God will give you a way out. A way out. Yeah, that's right. So how do we keep from being conformed? Pray. Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Now watch. Now watch. 1 Chronicles 4.10. And Jabez, Jabez, however you want to say that. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed. It's amazing to me how many preachers preach on that, but not the last half. Because this world wants the blessing. This world wants the prosperity. This world, but, but, but there's more to that prayer. Watch what he says. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me and read it with me. And that thou wouldest Keep me from evil. that it may not grieve me. Read it with me. And God granted him that which he. Now, let me ask you a question. Everybody look at. me. Do you think if you went to your heavenly father? said, God, today I'm going in a world and in a culture that is so wicked, so immoral, so vile. Please protect me. Please guide me. Please deliver me. Lead me. Keep me holy. Dear Heavenly Father. How many of y'all think he's going to answer that prayer? You see, there's things we can do. We need to saturate our mind with the word. We need to go to God every day and say, God, protect me. God, keep me. God, deliver me. Keep me safe. Keep me safe. And all God's people say it. Amen. Number three. Number three. What was number one? To be, to, we, we need to keep from being conformed. And if we are conformed, how do we be transformed? First of all, we need to, number one, we need to saturate saturate our mind with what? The scriptures. scriptures. Number two, we need to supplicate, supplicate, which means Prayer. prayer. But this may be the most important one. We need to separate. We need to separate. Basically, the old time church called it biblical standards. But see, standards is a, is a bad word now because we've allowed a mentality that all standards is legalism. And that has destroyed the American church. And so, what do, what do we mean? What do we mean by separate? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6.14... Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We shouldn't have partnerships with the world. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial, meaning Satan? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God and idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, because he's our God, and we are his people. Because we don't, we don't have any business, there's no communion, there's nothing, we don't have anything in common with the world and the, and the things of this world. Wherefore, because of that, read it with me. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Be ye separate. Now let's go back up to the definition. Separate means to set off by boundaries to to limit. There's a key right there. To limit. To set off by boundaries. When you think of the word boundary, what do you think? Offense. Offense offense, right? Now, what is this right here? Now, here's the thing. Last week, we learned that these items are portals that the devil uses all over the world to pump in his ungodly counsel, his ungodly influence, right? So what what do we need to do? We need to put up a we need to put up a fence. We need to put up a fence around the things that we allow into our life. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now watch what he says. Watch what he says. How serious is this? Matthew five twenty eight. Jesus said, I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Watch what he says. How do we keep that from happening? If thy right eye offend thee, the word offend means to what? It's in in the green. It's in the green, y'all. Say it again. So if he says, if your right eye causes you to trip up, right, then pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not all, the whole body, should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand calls you to what? Offend, Offend, it means trip up, entrap, then cut it off. Cut it off. That's separate. Cast it from thee. Where it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Now, let me clarify something God's not endorsing body mutilation, He's using a hyperbole and extremity to get your attention. That this is serious, that you need to take drastic measures. If there is something you are watching, That is causing you to trip up, then you need to cut it off. If there is something that you're doing, if there's a habit, if there's an activity, if there's something that you participate in that's constantly causing you to trip up and live in immorality, that's causing you to uh, disobey the word of God and think like the world and act like the world and dress like the world, you need to. Watch this. I was counseling a, a couple Several, several years ago, and they're no longer with us. So you ain't got to try to figure out who it is. But they were, they were struggling. He had a problem with watching stuff he shouldn't be watching. Y'all, are y'all with me? I said, here's what you need to do. You need to turn your cable off. If that's an issue that you're weak in, then turn the cable off. Then you won't have to worry about it. Then you won't be pressured. Then that feeling, that burn, that that addiction to that that you've been watching, it won't be there and you'll be okay. You would have thought that I asked him to cut his hand off. See what I did there? So that's awful drastic, preacher. Is it worth the marriage? You see where we're going with this? We need to separate. We need to put up some boundaries in our life. Christians need to get back to having boundaries, standards, things I won't do, things where I won't go. Things I won't watch. Daniel, read Daniel, the the three Hebrew children in Daniel who God used magnificently and blessed them incredibly. The Bible says, we will not defile us with the the meat that the king has ordered. In other words, they had a Boundary. We're not going there. We're not going to bow king. You can play all the music you want to play, but we will not bow down to you. We have put up a a boundary. They were living a life separated unto God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Cut it off. You might have to cut some people out of your life. One of the first things, one of the first things that, that, that should be told to an addict when he's trying to get right and trying to get clean is you got to get them other addicts out of your life. Come on. That's right. And some of y'all got some bad friends yeah. who are leading you in a bad way. There's so much information I got in my head right now. I, I, wonder, I Amnon had a friend. You want to know who Amnon was? That was was the son of David. And he was lusting. He had immoral thoughts toward his own sister Tamar. And his friend convinced him how to sleep with her. He wasn't a friend. Because a friend would have said, you need to get your act straight, boy. And if you don't, I'm going to beat the devil out of you. That's what a friend would have done. But because he had a friend that influenced him to do the wrong thing, Amnon lost his life, raped his sister, caused damage in the family. Some of y'all need to cut some people out your life. Oh, preacher, what kind of Christian would that be? A smart one. I didn't say stop loving them. I didn't say stop praying for them. But if they're unhealthy for you and your Christian walk, you need to put up a a boundary. We need to cut some people. We need to cut some places. Places. If you're struggling with alcohol, guys, you, you ain't got no business hanging out at the bar. That's stupid. Guys, if you're really struggling with lust, you ain't got no business at the beach. Oh, Oh, Imagine that. How quiet it's all become. I need all the men to look at me. All the men. Don't act like I don't know. I got testosterone too. Don't act like I don't know what goes through your head and my head when you're struggling with it, you need to cut these places out of your life. Man, I'd love to go to the gym, but I'm going to just tell you, it's, it's difficult for a Christian man to go to a public gym anymore because of the immodesty that's there. Anyway, I'm going to cover that. Some of y'all think, well, you ought to be a better Christian. I'm going to cover that in a minute too. Some people need to be cut out. Some places need to be cut out. Some activities need to be cut out. Some of y'all need to cut your cable. You need to cut your internet, and you might cut your bill. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm not. I'm not gonna beat around the bush today. I'm gonna be plain. Okay. I'm gonna be plain. Can I be plain today? I even called some medical people to get certain medical terms for parts of the body that I don't want to be slang with. I'm trying to be as respectful as I can, but I need to be plain. Because we don't need to beat around the bush with this junk. Activities, habits need to be cut out. He said, cast it from thee. If it's tripping you up, if it's keeping you from being holy, if it's causing your Christian walk not to be what it needs to be, cut it out. Cast it away from thee. You know what the happy man did? Watch what the happy man did. Blessed. What does blessed mean? Blessed is the man that walketh not not in the counsel of the young. He don't listen to what the world has to say. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. He ain't going to practice what they practice. Nor will he sit in the seat of the scornful. He's not going to scorn people who are trying to live right, try to be modest. He's not going to call them prudes and Puritans. You know why? Because his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. night. I've got some things I want to show you. Here's some boundaries. We're going to put up a fence. We're going to do it quick. I was asked the question this week, where do we draw the line? Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to practice what I just showed you. I want you to saturate, supplicate, and separate. But here's a little help. Here's a little help. How many of y'all can use a little help? Watch what it says in Philippians. Let's read it. Finally. Now, now that's a key. I'm I'm not asking sinners to have standards. I'm not asking this world. I'm not asking this world to have standards. I'm asking God's people. I'm asking God's people to have some boundaries. Are y'all with me? I don't expect the world to act right and live right and, and, and be modest and all. That's what they do. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded their minds. They don't know no better. But you do. So brethren, look at your neighbor and say, you're a Brethren. If you say, here's what, here's where our fence needs to be. These are the fence posts. You can say these are the fence posts we're putting up. Brethren, whatsoever things are. So we need to filter what we allow to come in our life with things that are true. true. Okay. Now that's going to be difficult sometimes, but if it's not, we can turn it off. See how that works? We can turn it off. Then, not only things that are true, but things that are, oh, that's a good idea. I don't want somebody lying to me all the time. I don't want to be filled just hearing lies and being bombarded with lies. That's what, that's what the world does, right? Yes, What, what's, what's he say about his word? Thy word is, if it's true, then it's look out y'all. What's the next one? Just. Just. That means right. That means, there we go, just. Okay, what's the next one? Pure. What does that mean? If it ain't pure, turn the channel. If it ain't pure, scan on, turn it off, cut it off. And and let me tell you guys, that ain't going to be easy. Everything in this world is sold with sex. You know why? Because sex sells. Hello. Y'all wait till next week. Whatsoever things are. Man, that's what we need in our life. Lovely. Especially for our children, man. We got to... What about this? What's the next one? Good report. report. Man, we need to start filling our kids with good news. Good news. All right. And then what? Virtue. Virtue. Everybody knows what virtue is. Virtuous. And then what? Well, let's throw some worship in there. Y'all know what I did before I come out here? I'm not going to lie. And I don't want to say it, I'm going to start crying. But it's been tough. My nerves have just been, can't sleep. Devil's fault, this thing. I'd leave very early in the morning before daylight and get to church. Did it yesterday. I had all my outline done. I still did it because I couldn't sleep. Last night, this, well, this morning about 3 o'clock, dogs barking. I said, I'm going to kill every one of them. I went outside ready to adjust some attitudes and it was across the creek and I couldn't stop them. (laughs) Wasn't even my dogs. I turned on my phone on that white noise to try to cover that because I needed to get some sleep. Just everything in the world. So earlier before in my office, some of y'all youngins ain't going to know who this is, but I turned on some of Goodman. How beautiful heaven must be. Little Dottie Rambo, tears will never stain the streets of that city. Why I just immerse myself in praise. I said, God, help me. I love them. And God, I'm, I'm fearful for them. Help me to protect them. Man, you need to put this in your life. You'd be amazed how praise can put up a great fence around you. And all God's people say it. Amen. Now let me address something else that was questioned. My comment on leggings and I said they're underwear. <clears throat> here's, the, here's the thing. Look at me, guys. Look at me. Don't look at the floor. Look at me. In post World War II era, DuPont Textiles Fibers Department. Formed in 1952, they became the most profitable division of DuPont, dominating the synthetic fiber market worldwide. At this time, women began to emerge as a significant group of consumers because of their need for underwear and hosiery. After conducting market research to find out what women wanted from textiles, DuPont began developing fibers to meet such needs, for underwear including a better fiber for women's girdles, which were commonly made of rubber at that time. By the 1930s, DuPont became interested in developing a synthetic elastic fiber. DuPont made its first breakthrough in the early 1950s when chemist Joseph C. Shivers used an intermediate substance to modify Dacron polyester, producing a stretchy fiber that could withstand high temperatures, determined... To find a fiber to replace rubber and garments, after nearly a decade of research, Shivers perfected the fiber in 1958 at DuPont's Binger ben- Laboratory in Waynesboro, Virginia. And now we have spandex. It's underwear. Now what's happened? What's happened? You remember our picture? Over the years. It was used for underwear and then it was used a little more and then a little more and then a little more to now there are ladies running around like they're they're britches. Now here's the problem with that. Now I'm going to go into detail next week because I'm almost out of time. But there's a misconception. Ladies, look at me now. Ladies, look at me. I need you to get this. There's a misconception that if you can't see skin, that means it's covered. That's a misconception. Men are not just attracted and and listen, God designed them that way. But it's not just skin, it's the form of the female body. And if the silhouette of an area that should be covered is revealed so skin tight that you can see everything. I tried to get the medical term, but the medical term sounded worse. The crack. (laughs) Hello. Hello. You don't even want to know what the medical term is. (laughs) And Brother Mickle, I called people, some senior ladies to make sure that wouldn't be offensive. And they said, preach on preacher. I am telling you, you walk through an airport, you walk wherever, and they might as well be naked in front of you. That's immodest. But it didn't just get there. It didn't just get there. Little by little. Little by little. Little by little. Do you know who the hardest person it is to convince this? It's not daddies. Cuz daddy knows what them boys are thinking. The hardest people to convince this is mamas. Ladies, I need you to hear me out real quick. Real quick. If all you mamas was in a room talking about childbirth, the pain and the struggle and the difficulty and just the hardship of labor. Y'all were in there talking and conversing and back and forth and talking and a man was to mosey up in in that room and tell you I understand. (laughs) Ladies, am, am I right about this? You'd run him out that room. You'd say, "You're stupid, you don't you can, I'm surprised you even found your way here." Right. Matter of fact, I'm worried that you're going to be able to find your way home. Right. Ladies, can we admit right here that men just don't understand? Right. Can we do that? Yes. Do I have some help from the ladies? Yes. Would y'all agree with that? They ain't gonna, And they will never understand. Right. Then ladies, look at me. Trust me when I tell you, the battle that a man goes through in his mind to stay pure and to stay right and to stay holy is so intense and is so difficult and it is lifelong. Don't ever think you'll be able to fathom what they go through. Because God did not wire you that way. So if you, will, if you will understand, we're gonna understand not try to tell you how to have a baby. Help us when we tell you living a godly manhood is very hard. Now I wanna do something. I wanna do something. Tyus, can you come up here a minute, buddy? That boy's pretty as a speckled puppy, eh? Come on up here. I mean, look at his parents. They're gorgeous, both of them. They're bound to make pretty babies. This is my buddy. He don't know it, or he might know it. I don't know if he knows or not. But I helped pray him into this world. Is that not true? We prayed this little guy here. We prayed this little guy here. Now, I need somebody, I need y'all to go to that next verse, and we're going to be done. We're going to be done. Look at the next verse where it talks about Offending one of these little ones. Can we put it on the screen so we can listen? Watch here. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck. And that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Wow. Let me read it again. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Now let's, let's talk about that. I wondered, wow, that's pretty severe. Why would God be so angry at one? Offend, what does offend mean? Trip up. 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 Cause to stumble. Say that with me. Cause to? Stumble. God said, if you're going to cause one of my little ones to stumble, you'd be better off tying a millstone. By the way, that's a big old rock they use for grinding grain that you can't swim with. So if you're cast into the sea, you're going to go straight to the bottom. You'd be better off doing that than causing this little guy to stumble. Now, here's the question I want to answer. And here's the statement I hear all the time. Well, what my daughter wears or what I wear is none of men's business. I should be able to wear whatever I want. I got that. You ought to teach them to be a gentleman. I am. But I want to teach you to be a lady. Now watch. Now watch. Some of you have no idea the battle this guy is going to have in his life till Jesus comes to stay right. With all these things, dress at school, parties, dances, he is going to have to work hard To keep a straight look, to not be distracted, to not be tripped up. Now watch, everybody look at me, it's getting uncomfortable, I know. it. He should never have to worry about being tripped up by a Christian lady. He can't help it out there. But if there's one place he should feel comfortable and free to come and not have to worry about that is the house of God. Yes. Or in public around sisters in Christ. Yes. Now, I, I wondered why Jesus was so adamant about cast into the sea. Why are you mad? Why are you angry, Jesus? Why is that that's such a big deal? for somebody to trip up one of these little ones. And then I thought about Tice. I thought about my little guy because he was kind of like a, and he don't know it to this day. But before I got a grandson, he's the close thing I had. Because we prayed hard for this little guy to get here. And you know, I thought about if I saw somebody on the street offering him Some drugs. I'm going to tell you this right now. I know I'm supposed to not be a brawler. That's my pastoral qualifications. But that day, I'd be a deacon. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I know me enough and I know I'm redneck enough. I'd be violent. If I saw somebody trying to trip him up trying to get him to take drugs. If I saw somebody trying to entice him to sin, I would be angry. And see, that's why I love them that love him. Them teachers that care for him and love on him and protect him. Man, I love them. But them people that's trying to entice him, Y'all see where this is going? That's why God is so concerned about his children. So, be not conformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hey, can y'all give Tyce a hand? Thank you, buddy. Do you know what he's going to have to go through? Now look, everybody. Look at everybody. Ladies, you too. Next week, I'm going to go into detail. I'm going into detail. But you know what? It's not even necessary. If you'll practice those three things. Because I'm going to tell you, in my life, the closer I get to God the stricter I get in my fence. Because watch this. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. And all God's people see it.